Hey guys, I want to talk with you today um, about some really basic foundational advice for your marriage or uh, if you're engaged or, or dating, whatever your, your status is. Um, I want to give you a fundamental building block uh, for your marriage relationship. So this is not a silver bullet. This is not um, a quick fix. This is not something you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to take that and I'm going to try that today and it's going to fix my marriage. It doesn't work that way. But without it, you definitely cannot fix your relationship either. So think of it like um, a building block that the foundation of a good relationship has to be built on. Okay, so you, you have to implement this and you've got to do it consistently over a long period of time. And, and, and if you do that, absolutely guarantee you it's, this is going to be a game changer in, in your marriage. So first of all, here's the, here's the problem situation uh, that most, most of us find ourselves in. Most of us dudes find ourselves in this situation at some point in, in their marriage. So I've been married 23 years um, and just a couple months, it'll be 24, um, raised four kids, um, still got a couple teens in the house, but this is something that really starts to happen to a marriage somewhere around that seven year time period, I think. And, um, and if it's not fixed, if men don't wake up to this problem and go fix the, this foundation in their marriage, then this is why marriages crumble when, the couple becomes empty nesters because everything was kid-centered, right? If you're a kid-centered marriage, everything is just about the kids. It's all you talk about is the kids. Well, when the kids are gone, uh, there's nothing left, and, and that's, a, that's a bad place that you don't want to be. So here's, here's the problem situation that a lot of guys between this 7- to 25-year period really find themselves in with their wife. And here's the situation. Um, you can't remember the last time you went on a date with her. You, you certainly uh, can't remember if ever that you have had a weekend away together, a weekend away from the kids together. Uh, so if that's you right now, you can't remember the last date you went on with your wife. You certainly haven't taken her for a weekend. All right, you're, consider this moment right now. Your check engine light ought to be flashing at you. Uh, but then I want you to consider this. Here's a bigger red flag. Your sex life is not good. You're not having sex often or good, right? When it does happen, it's not that good. So if you're not having frequent great sex, you don't remember the last date, you haven't taken her away for a weekend, set up all the, jump jump through all the hurdles and hoops that it takes to set up your kids with with friends, neighbors, relatives, do whatever it takes, set up the logistics, do the work, book a hotel, even if it's in the city you live in, for one night. Go do that. The two of you have to get away. So if you haven't done these things, your sex life isn't good, uh, these are all red flag indicators. Here's the big one. When was the last time that the two of you sat down without phone or kids and talked about things like your hopes, your dreams, 
your ideas, your goals. I call this real talk. This is not logistic talk. This is not talking about uh, the the minivan needs an oil change and Timmy's got to get to soccer practice and who's picking up Susie and we're out of bread. That's not that's not a relationship conversation. That's roommate talk. Okay, so if that's all you and your wife are talking about, uh, then that's all you are is roommates. So if this is describing you, not dating your wife, not getting weekends away, not a good sex life, and you don't have these kind of conversations. If you're like, man, we don't talk like that. We don't have time for that. It's go, go, go every day. We're two ships passing in the night a lot of times trying to tag team between our jobs and our kids and taking care of the house and paying bills. I get it. This is what happens. This is called life, and this is why so many marriages are ending in divorce. So, guys, here's what you do, all right? That was the problem. Here is part of that foundational answer. I'm going to give you one piece. You have to sit down and talk with your wife every day. Earth-shattering advice right there, isn't it? Isn't that just groundbreaking? You mean I have to talk to my wife if I want to have a great relationship with her? Yeah, you see how simple this is? But you're not doing it, are you? Because you're saying things like we're too busy. Well, that just means you're not prioritizing her. That means you're not prioritizing your marriage if you think you're too busy to sit down and talk. It doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't even have to be half an hour. Listen, if you can sit down with your wife every day for 15 minutes... And you, you don't have a kid in the room, okay? So there's a couple good rules for how to make this work. One is you get the kids out of the room, whatever you got to do, whether they're sleeping or you set them up while they're eating or watching a show or whatever. There's no kids. The other thing is there's no phones. So there's no kids, there's no phones. And you have to do this at a time of day where you're not about to fall asleep, okay? So doing this at 11 p.m. is not a great idea. Can't do it with kids, can't do it with phones. So you got to get out your calendar, get out your planner. If you were talking to a buddy or a coworker or a boss about making time to talk with them, you would get out your calendar. You would get out your planner and you would schedule them because they would be a priority. Why would you do anything less for your wife and your marriage? So, yeah, you need to have a calendar meeting with your wife. You should both sit down at the table. Get out your calendars and schedule this daily 15-minute conversation. And during this daily 15-minute conversation where you're not exhausted yet, you're not sleepy, the kids aren't in the room distracting you, and nobody's getting a text on their phone. During this 15 minutes, you talk about what's on your mind. Not how was your day, but what's on your mind. Or what are you concerned about? And You just ask this of your wife, and then you shut your mouth, and you just listen. And whatever she says, you don't interrupt with the solution or the fix. 
every guy ought to know by now. I think it's pretty much. I mean, if you if unless you're completely living under a rock, you know that most of the time, about ninety eight percent of women when they talk, they're not looking for a solution to their problem. They're just looking to be heard. So when she starts talking about what's on her mind, what her concerns are, you keep your mouth shut. You just listen, practice listening. Say things like, what else? Is there anything else you're concerned about? Thanks for telling me that. What else is on your mind, right? You want to show her that you're listening and draw more out from her. Not interrupting when her concern is the minivan is rattling. Don't say, oh, I've already got an appointment tomorrow to get that fixed. What else? You just failed, right? Just listen. Just listen. You can try to say things back to her to make sure that you understand what she's saying. You could say, so let me let me see if I understand this. Um, it sounds like what you're concerned about is um, you're, you're worried that your sister's coming into town um, and it's creating stress with you uh, because the last time y'all were together, um, you were, you were kind of arguing. Is that what you're saying? And she'll either be like, yeah, exactly. That's that's totally what I'm saying. Or she'll kind of correct and adjust it a little bit. She'll say something. Well, well, no, it's not re- because of our fight the last time we were together. It's because of what she's going through right now uh, with her husband and our phone call last week. And you go, oh, okay, I understand. It's more about that latest call than about the old thing. Got it. Still creating a stress with you, right? She's like, yeah. And you're like, okay. So that... That's like active listening, seeing if you can say it back to them, and then they can either confirm that, yep, you cop, good copy, right? It's like when you're flying an aircraft and air traffic control gives you um, a message, you say it back to them, right? If they say Snoop 3-4, climb and maintain 32,000 feet, you say, roger that, Snoop 3-4 is climbing and maintaining uh, flight level 320, and they'll either say, that's a good copy. Or they'll say uh, negative. That was three four zero, and you go, "Oh, Roger that three four zero. The way we do with radios in an aircraft can also help us in a relationship. When your wife is talking, you're listening. You don't interrupt air traffic control and say, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're we're already climbing to that. Don't worry. You you, you would be an idiot on the radios if you did that. You just say, "Roger that, climbing to three four zero." Same thing as when your wife is talking. You don't interrupt her, tell her what you're already doing and you're already solving the problems. You're just listening and then you make sure you got a good copy by reading that call back. Guys, listen to me. If you are making excuses and saying, we don't have time, we work different shifts, our kids are young, we we barely get, you know, five hours of sleep a night and we never have chance to date, whatever. I don't care about your excuses. Nobody cares about your excuses. We're all busy. Everybody's busy. That's not an excuse. The only question is, do you want to have a good marriage or not? Do you want to have intimacy with your wife? Do you want to be connected? Do you want her to really, really feel again in love with you? Because here's the deal. If you're not, if you can't talk to your wife for 15 minutes a day, because you make up a bunch of excuses about how busy you are, then don't don't be surprised uh, when things fall apart. Don't be surprised that your sex life uh, is is terrible if you're not investing emotionally in her. So here's something that you've got to understand, man. 
we men, we want to have that emotional connection with our wives after sex. When we have sex first, when we have the physical intimacy first, then we kind of want to connect emotionally. Women are the exact opposite. They want to connect emotionally first, and then they're wanting to have the physical intimacy, the sex. God made it so that somebody has to sacrifice first to please the other one, right? And guess who's going to do that? Men. Men, as long as you are aiming for the physical intimacy, if you are making that your goal, if you are aiming for that with your wife, you will miss you will miss that bullseye, guaranteed. You might have some sex, but it ain't going to be great. But if you will make it your aim point to achieve emotional intimacy for her first, which is done through talking, through being on the same page, through feeling that connection like he gets me, I understand her, I know what she's thinking, he understands what I'm feeling, that's emotional connection. That comes through talking every day. When she feels emotionally connected to you, then she will be ready to connect physically with you. So so guys, get out your calendars, get out your schedule, sit down with your wife, carve out 15 minutes a day to sit and talk without any distractions in the room. And this isn't a logistic talk about car maintenance and soccer schedules and grocery runs. This is what are you concerned about? What's on your mind? Tell me what stressors uh, you have coming up next week. That's a great question. Um, honey, how do you think our relationship's doing? Let's talk about it. Where are we? Are, are, I, I think we're doing great. But, you know, if only one of us thinks we're doing great, then we're not doing great. So, you know, you've got to get these conversations going. Hopes, dreams, thoughts, concerns, feelings. That's what you're aiming for. You're aiming for the emotional connection with your wife first. That's your priority. The physical connection follows. Think of it like a train, right? The emotional intimacy is the engine pulling the entire marriage. The physical intimacy is the caboose that follows. And it's when men just are aiming for that, that they miss the whole daggum thing. So make your aim, the emotional connection. One last thing on that. When she's done talking and she's done telling you everything that's on her mind and all her concerns, and you've done a great job listening and you've sat there with your mouth shut the whole time and you've listened and you've listened and you've bit your tongue and she's all done. You know what you say, you know how this ends. This ends with you saying, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with me. Guys, if she's talking to you, if she's telling you her thoughts and hopes and concerns and dreams, that's a good sign. She's giving you a gift. She's giving you the gift of her thoughts and her words and her ideas, and you need to receive it like that. You better not be bored. You better not be put out. Because I'll tell you what, you blow this and one day she's going to be sh sharing these thoughts and concerns and hopes and dreams with somebody else and you don't want that to happen. I know that. So you better be the best listener she's ever had. We should all 
strive to set the bar so high so that if we died, she couldn't find a replacement that was as good of a listener as we were. Right. So make that your goal. So when she's all done, you say, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with me. I heard you. I understand you. Thank you. That's it. She needs to feel heard and understood. She doesn't need to have all of her problems solved. She needs to feel heard and understood by you. That's how emotional intimacy, emotional connection is formed. Guys, make that your goal. Schedule the time. Make 15 minutes a day talking and listening with her your top priority. Everything else will improve if you get that one right. 